What is up, everybody? Happy Wednesday, happy hump day, and welcome back to Laying the Points with Farley Betts. I am Farley Betts, and you're listening to Laying the Points through the Odds Breakers podcast stream. You can also subscribe directly to Laying the Points wherever you listen to podcasts. We have our own channel now as well. We are 68 and 52 for plus nearly plus 11 units in the NBA playoffs so far. Follow me at Farley Betts on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. And of course, all my articles and this podcast is through the Oddsbreakers. Follow us at theoddsbreakers.com, at the Oddsbreakers across the same social media channels. We also just uh, updated my premium picks page at the Oddsbreakers. Check me out. If you go to the Oddsbreakers, I think I can get you the exact URL here. But if you go to the Oddsbreakers and you look up Chris Farley, or Farley Bets, uh, you can access my premium package page. We're giving away big time discounts right now at the Odds Breakers for a full year of my premium picks. We're giving away discounts for the NFL season, for the upcoming NBA season next year, uh, and just discounts all around, guys. Uh, brand new packages, very exciting. Obviously, the Odds Breakers is where I got my start. The Odds Breakers, I continue to put out premium picks and free picks and this podcast through. So it means a lot to me to have updated packages there. And these discounts do not last forever. The NFL package is only going to be good until August 15th. The NBA package will be good until October 1st. But you can get the all sports all year round anytime. So check it out. That's theoddsbreakers.com slash Chris dash Farley. That's theoddsbreakers.com slash Chris Krish. <laughs> I can't get that one to roll off my tongue right. Theoddsbreakers.com slash Chris dash Farley. And that's it. And then you can see my premium packages. Uh, also follow me at BetUS underscore TV on the BetUS NBA show. Going on the show on Thursday to preview the NBA finals. I'm not going to be on the Friday show, but we will be putting out more shows there through BetUS TV in the upcoming weeks. Uh, and then I think the season will end with BetUS TV until next NBA season. Uh, some other opportunities coming up for me as well. So we'll see what happens in the future here with Farley Bets. Very excited to just continue down this wonderful journey. Um, you know, being with all of you, being able to podcast through the Odds Breakers, uh, talk to all of you, go back and forth, get your questions, address these NBA finals. Obviously, I've been with you throughout the NBA season and look forward to me and Steve. At Bobo Betts, tackling the NFL season again. We're going to be entering into Circa again, probably enter into Circa Survivor too. I've been pretty good at Survivor in the past. So we'll see what I can do there. Looking forward to those NFL podcasts. There's nothing more fun than talking the NFL every week. Steve and I already handicapped actually week one NFL games last week. So you can check that out at the Odds Breakers right now or via your podcast channels, like I mentioned before. And with that, let's talk about these NBA Finals. This will probably be a quicker podcast today because that's the the one main topic that we have to talk about. But there's a lot to talk about, right? We have two of the best NBA teams. I mean, that's what you would hope for, right? Are they the two best NBA teams meeting in the NBA Finals? That's up to you. But I think the Warriors definitely are in the Western Conference. They rose to the occasion, and I'm not surprised at all that the Celtics are in there. They've been 
uh, a team that's on the rise now for a very long time. I've said it many times in this podcast before. Not only were they celebrated as one of the best defenses we've seen in a long time, especially the second half of the year, uh, but for most of the second half of the season, they were also the number one or at least a top three, top five offense. This is a very complete team in the Boston Celtics. And the Futures series prices tell us that, right? This should be another uh, close series that is not going to be quick. I'll get to some of those future bets that I like. uh, And then we'll go over who I think is going to win the series, who I think is going to win game one, some other bets maybe to consider, and some of the matchups and the advantages that maybe each team has in different scenarios. But I also want to talk first about Kevin Durant. Because, you know, there's a reason why podcasters like Colin Coward are built different, right? Colin Coward said this a long time ago. The reason why I like listening to Coward is because he's an intellectual podcaster. You know, he, 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 he doesn't do things. Well, I guess we all do things for clicks. You know, we all, you know, we, it's in our personalities, right? We want to try and be a little bombastic on these podcasts or, shows you know want to be entertaining too right that's that's the key to be entertaining but also to be very informative but Colin Coward said this a long time ago about Kevin Durant and I couldn't agree more you know there's this little beef going on between Draymond Green and Kevin Durant right now because Draymond was saying how little Kevin Durant was actually double teamed in the NBA finals when he was with the Warriors Kevin Durant's like that's objectively false you know uh, I guess, you know, because Draymond was saying that Steph Curry was doubled a lot more than Kevin Durant. Um, I mean, first things first, usually I don't give a shit about stuff like this, but I think there's a there's a bigger point to be made here. Kevin Durant is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is Kevin Durant in the sense that these are two of the most elite talents that the sport has ever seen playing at their position. Kevin Durant is six. He's all of six foot 11. His wingspan, his length, his, his ability to shoot over anybody from anywhere on the court is ridiculous. I mean, as far as a pure offensive talent goes, it's really tough to say that anybody has more tools and skills in their tool chest and skill set than Kevin Durant. An unbelievable talent. Aaron Rodgers, same thing, right? The guy has had I believe I just saw a stat that he has not had a 10 interception season for like 10 years. It's been a very, really long time. Whereas all the other elite quarterbacks in NFL, you know, the Russell Wilson's out there, uh, you know, Josh Allen. I mean, they've had 10 interception plus seasons over and over again. They've had them recently, not Aaron Rodgers. Now, some may criticize the way that he passes the ball, a little too conservative. Maybe he's not pushing it enough. But Aaron Rodgers, hard to argue that anybody has more arm talent, pure arm talent at the quarterback position, the most important position in the NFL, than Aaron Rodgers. You can just see it. I mean, the eye test, the way it spins out of his hands, the ease at which he does it, the ease at which he picks apart defenses. Aaron Rodgers is special. Kevin Durant is special. You know what the problem is, though, with both of these athletes? And again, Coward said this a long time ago, and he's spot on. The problem with Kevin Durant and Aaron Rodgers is that they're tough to play with. Right? Kevin Durant, very opinionated on Twitter. 
doesn't shy away from responding and reacting and doubling down on these kind of abrasive, negative tweets and, 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 you know, he'll just, he'll just get on there. He'll, he'll go one-to-one he'll battle you one-to-one random people out there in the world talking about him. He'd be like, Oh yeah, man, what about this? What about that? And he'll defend the fact that he defends his tweets too. Like he likes it, I guess he likes to be battling on Twitter. Um, but Kevin Durant also famously a little selfish Nobody really challenged him. I mean, a few pundits did, but when he left the Warriors, the dream team that he he was on the Warriors, and some of that was because, oh, he had disagreements with Draymond Green. You know, he maybe he wasn't always featured the way that he felt he should have been featured. So he left the Golden State Warriors with three players in Draymond, Clay, and Steph, who have been playing together for a decade now. He left that team to go to Brooklyn. And what's happened since? They brought over more stars, injuries, lack of consistency, lack of chemistry, lack of leadership on court and off court. I want to play with my best friend, Kyrie Irving. Colin Coward said this on his on his show the other day. I'm just going to repeat what he said. I think it's a really astute point. Imagine if Patrick Mahomes said that. I want to go. I want to go to the. Uh, I'm going to go to the Carolina Panthers because my best my best friends in the Carolina Panthers. What? It doesn't happen in football, right? But Aaron Rodgers kind of similar, right? Hey guys, I need this, I need that. Hey coach, hey GM, do this for me, do that for me. And then, and then now, don't get me wrong, the Green Bay Packers and how they've handled the offensive weapons for Aaron Rodgers has not been exceptional. Um, he does need more weapons, and he definitely needs more weapons now that Devontae Adams is out of there. Who's he going to throw to? He's got some guys. He likes Vantes Scandling, apparently. He likes Scalding, whatever. Uh, he likes some of his guys over there, right? They still have a very formidable offense and defense. I mean, he has enough. But why did Devontae Adams even leave? I mean, if Aaron Rodgers is that easy to work with, I mean, they, they definitely had a, a rare chemistry. But Aaron Rodgers, famously hard to work with, right? Thinks he's smarter than everybody else. He probably is. He's probably is smarter than most people. You can tell he's bright. But there's an ego there, right? There's an attitude. There's a a divisiveness to Aaron Rodgers. Kevin Durant, same thing. Imagine if Kevin Durant stayed on the Golden State Warriors. How many titles would they have won? Are you kidding me? Steph Curry is not only a a generational talent because of the way he shoots, because the way he changed the game and the space on the floor. Sure. But he's, he's a great athlete because of how exceptional his leadership qualities are. He's, he stepped aside when Kevin Durant came on that team, his team, Steph Curry has been on the Warriors longer than Durant, uh, longer than Draymond Green, longer than clay, longer than Steve Kerr. He's the staple for the Golden State Warriors. Make no mistakes about make no mistake about it. But he stepped aside for Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant needed that. Kevin Durant needed to feel like he was the man in Golden State, right? Who else is gonna who else is gonna be like that, right? Kyrie, your best friend. Kyrie still wants his. Kyrie still won't play if there's a mask mandate in New York. You know, 
Kyrie may not play if he has some kind of protest to go to, which, again, not saying anything bad about that, right? There are greater things in life than sports and sports betting. That's for damn sure. And I respect Kyrie Irving for doing those things, but the fact remains, objectively, he might not be there in some games. That's the story of the Brooklyn Nets. Their stars just haven't been there. Um, and now you got Kevin Durant, who continues to just seem like a you know kind of this narcissistic personality. He's kind of above others. Nobody's kind of challenging him or questioning him, being like, hey, man, probably could have won a lot more championships. Probably could have had more friends. Probably could have had a better – uh, a more significant legacy in your sports career if you would have stayed with the Warriors. Aaron Rodgers, if you just would have been a little more amenable to the changes on the Packers, you know, open to ideas, helping others, not so attitude-y, narcissistic. Maybe the Green Bay Packers are a better team, you know. I think these are the things that and – and I'm going to blow up something I said. I'm just going to straight up – brag on the show because who else is going to brag for me right that's what i say all the time you you have to be confident in your assertions and your points because no one else is going to do it for you i don't care i mean if some if other another sports better out there says i love what farley bets is doing of course they do but they're still my competition a little bit are they not so they don't want me to be the best handicapper in the world they want me to be a really good handicapper they don't want me to be the best one in the world because they want to be that Good for them. But I'm going to I'm going to point out some things that we were absolutely right about this NBA season and that I feel like we're not getting enough fucking credit for. The Nets, everybody was losing their shit when that trade happened. Here comes Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons going to change the game for the Nets. What a trade. Get rid of Harden. He looks slow. Kyrie, Ben, Kevin Durant. Who's going to stop that offense? Who's going to stop the Nets? The Nets are going to stop themselves. And that's exactly what happened. They got, need I remind you, they got swept in the first series in the NBA playoffs. So don't tell me that sports is about like, this is shooting talent. And this is, this guy is an exceptional athlete. Nobody can beat him. Nobody can defend him. Aaron Rodgers, one of the best of all time. In my opinion, what makes the best of all time is a more holistic, more holistic character traits, a more holistic picture of who these athletes are. How well can you work with others? How how much do people like you? What's your on-court leadership like? If you're the man on this team, if you're the man, what's your leadership like? What are your intangibles like? Ask Giannis, ask Chris Paul, ask LeBron. You think LeBron is just a pure stats, one of the best players to ever do it? Hell no. Say what you want about LeBron. This Lakers experiment is awful now. But before the Lakers, LeBron James won championships because, and you can, you know, you can talk trash about the things that he's done, you know, when he went down with Miami, when he went back to Cleveland. But every team that he was on, he made them better. If Kevin Durant goes to Miami, if Kevin Durant goes to Cleveland, do they get better? I don't think so. They get better maybe in statistics. Oh, look at that Kevin Durant shooting over 50% on the year. Wow, what an offensive juggernaut. But do they win championships? I don't think so. Definitely not at the same degree and with the same greatness that LeBron was able to create. 
And I, you know, I say intangibles because that's the term that we use, but these are measurable things. What does someone like Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, across sports, what do the great athletes do that are also great teammates do? They win. Tom Brady is the definition of that. Does Tom Brady have a better arm than 99% of quarterbacks to ever play the game? Of course he does. Football IQ, sky high. Physical attributes, not very sky high. But the ultimate teammate, he can be friends with anybody. He'll text you the night before the Super Bowl, you know, give you some poetry, give you some reasons to not be nervous. That's a leader. It's about people. It's about how we are with people. That's what everything is about in this life. I don't give a shit what anyone says. I don't give a shit how brilliant you are, how, how brilliant you think you are. Cool, man. Go be a narcissist somewhere else. This is sports. Sports demand a team. And Kevin Durant does not get that. Aaron Rodgers does not get that. Steph Curry gets it. You know who else gets it? Jason Tatum, Ime Yudoka. That's why these teams are in the NBA playoffs, in the NBA finals. That's why the Warriors keep on coming back. Those three, Draymond, Steph, and Clay, have been together a long time. That kind of chemistry is really, really hard. Really, really hard to replicate. All right, let's get to these NBA finals. <laughs> oh, man, didn't think that I was going to rant that long, but it's, ah, man, I feel pretty strongly about that one. All right, let's break down this game. The Celtics and the Warriors, a few things to to, uh, to note here, right? And I just mentioned Draymond, Clay, Steph. They played together for a long time, a decade. Not always starters, not always doing what they've been doing, right? But growing together, going through all these experiences together championships together, losses together. The Celtics remind me of a younger version of the Golden State Warriors. Right, Marcus Smart kind of has the same personality, attitude, drive as like a Draymond Green, right? He's the point guard, but he's got that same mentality, right? Tatum is the man that everyone has to cover, just like Steph. You got to cover Steph. You got to double team Steph probably a lot in this series. Clay Thompson is Jalen Brown. Smooth, smooth, knows his role, doesn't overdo it, right? Steps up and makes huge shots when it matters. Another egoless guy, plays humble. I love the Celtics. The Celtics are the future for sure, but the Warriors are still here and the Warriors are still operating at a very high level. That kind of chemistry and experience that the Warriors have together is going to be really tough to overcome. Another competing narrative. The Celtics on the road in these playoffs are eight and one against the spread. Eight and one. That's incredible. That's incredible to do that in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference against the teams that they faced. Really impressive. The Nets, the Bucks, and the Heat. That I, I mean, eight and one ATS on the road. That shows me that this is a team that has unbelievable leadership and coaching. Great, just like mental, uh, great mentals, mental stability. Um, the Celtics are 
they they might have already arrived as a team that's they're grown, right? These are grown ass men and they're ready to go. But the Warriors haven't lost at home this entire postseason. The Warriors have yet to lose a game at home. And we see them game one, right? Warriors at home for good reason. They're three and a half point favorites at home. Again, haven't lost the game at home. Tolls are two twelve and a half. My first thought is the Warriors are probably the play, right? The Celtics are coming off less rest. Their last game was Sunday. The Warriors' last game was what, last Thursday? So the, the Warriors have a good three to four days more rest than the Celtics have. The Warriors have also played less games. The, the Warriors have played 16 games. The Celtics have played 18. So it's reasonable to say that the rest advantage is with the Golden State Warriors. The spot gives them an advantage at home. The Celtics have to be a little tired. These are still human beings. I know they're pro athletes. I know their bodies are, are made for this. But look at Jason Tatum at the start of the year and what he looks like now. He lost a little muscle, no doubt about it. Stress will do that to you. Game after game, running up and down a court will do that to you. You know, it, it, in case you guys don't already, I mean, I'm sure you know this, but you know how tough it is to play. In, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about my experience playing high school basketball, but Imagine playing a full NBA game and then going to the weight room. Not going to happen. So the, these bodies are exhausted at this point. And the Celtics have faced three tough teams. The Nets didn't offer much on the defensive end, but what the Celtics had to do on defense against that team is really admirable. And then they faced the Bucks with Giannis, giving them elbows, flying around the court, dominating on the rim. Seven-game series. Bucks gave them everything that they had without Chris Middleton. And then the Celtics just faced the Heat. Another seven-game series. The Heat surprised them in game six. Jimmy Butler, huge game. And the Heat didn't die in game seven either, did they? They, Jimmy Butler had that shot at the very end. And we could, and we could probably talk a lot more about that game, right? Some weird calls. They took away that three-pointer from Struess who did not look like he was out of bounds. Uh, more inconsistent foul calling in that game. I mean, the, the free throws were a lot closer to even in game seven, game seven, which is good to see. But there were some blatant fouls that were missed that, that the Heat should have went through the free throw line later in that game too. But I don't think we can blame it on that. You know, Jimmy Butler did what he was supposed to do, but not a lot of other guys did. I mean, Tyler Hero being out certainly hurt. But Butler's supporting cast has to do more in those situations, obviously, especially at home. I thought they started ice cold. I mean, I would, ex I, I was expecting way more energy from the Miami Heat, who looked like they kind of regressed to that tired version of themselves. But the previous point is still the point here, right? The Celtics went through the ringer against the Heat. And now just four days later, they're going to have to face the Golden State Warriors at the Chase Center. Advantage Golden State. I like Golden State early. You can get them for uh, minus 0 0.5. So, you know, it's basically a pick them, right, in the first quarter. First half, I think it's one and a half. It's around there. I expect the, the Warriors to win early. I expect them to win late. They're probably going to take the first game in the series. 
I spoke at length. Again, these things are tough to quantify, but the experience advantage, and you still have to give the coaching advantage to Steve Kerr in this one because as good as Ime Yudoka has been, and he's been sensational in every way, preparing his players, consistent messaging to his players, uh, a personality that they respect. You know, you know, he kind of has that like imposing nature to him. Clearly, these Celtics players respond. Uh, and he's obviously great at coaching on both sides of the ball. I mean, X's and O's, he can't be dumb because the Celtics are, are bringing new looks, uh, but they're consistent with how they put forth their effort. So Ime Udoka is a fantastic coach. I mean, he's a 9 out of 10 this year, no doubt about it. But Steve Kerr has been here before. Steve Kerr is not going to blink. He knows his players better than Ime Udoka knows his players. He knows their tendencies. So you got to give a slight coaching advantage to Steve Kerr too. Another thing to note, Curry, when defended by Marcus Smart as his primary defender, Steph Curry only 29% from the field in the past. Now, I don't think that's going to hold true in this series. Okay, Steph Curry, this is a big moment for him. And we'll talk more about that, maybe a bet that we like on Steph Curry here soon. But this is a big moment for him. I would expect him to shoot considerably over 30% in this series. He was in rhythm and he was great, great, great in the previous series against the Mavs. But that's something to note. Marcus Smart holding Curry to 29%. Smart's not going to be intimidated either. And this is a Celtics team with a lot of length, a lot of size. It's going to be size in the Celtics defense against small ball, fast-paced, fluid offense for Golden State. Who's going to win that battle? Tough. That's a t- that's a tough thing to it's a tough thing to figure out. You got to you got to figure too that the Celtics will probably win a lot of offensive battles because of their length and size as well. But that didn't seem to bother the Warriors in the previous series against the Mavs. It didn't seem to bother the Warriors in many situations this season. They've been one of the best defenses this year, and that's a good segue into Andrew Wiggins because Andrew Wiggins. It looks like is going to be the defender to take on Jason Tatum. And I'm not saying Jason Tatum isn't a great player. He's a phenomenal player. He's a top 10 player in the NBA right now. I think that's for sure. But in my opinion, Jason Tatum is not Luka. Jason Tatum doesn't have to be Luka, though. The Celtics have way more offensive talent than the Mavericks have. But Luka nearly had to do it all, right, for the Mavericks in that previous series, holding the ball over 40% of the time. Um, and Andrew Wiggins was on him like white on rice. It was all over him, like a fly on shit. Andrew Wiggins didn't lose pace, energy at all. He was covering Luka mostly full court in that series. So if Wiggins can tame Jason Tatum, see what I did there? If he can keep Jason Tatum from scoring over 30 a game, like under 20, you know, in the 20s, and then they can do a, a decent job on Jalen Brown. Um, that's huge. And Andrew Wiggins, we can all say what we want about Andrew, Andrew Wiggins too. You know, a lot of people had these hot takes on him. Like this was a mistake for the Warriors to get him and the money they're paying him. He has absolutely stepped up. And he's showing me that he's ready for these NBA finals, kind of hitting a new groove in his adult NBA career. So he's going to be entrusted for another big role 
I think, and again, if you played basketball, you you kind of know what I'm talking about, right? If you succeed at the defensive end, it is such an energy boost for you at the offensive end. Uh, because because there's something that I, I think it's like a subconscious thing too, um, you know, or maybe it's very conscious, but I think sometimes you don't realize what's happening in a game. It's like, I just prevented this team from scoring points, so there's less pressure on me to score points. So there's less pressure when you're, when, you know, when you're flicking that wrist, when you're releasing that ball from your fingertips, which tends to mean that you're more in your practice mode. You're just flowing, right? So you're, you're going to make more of those shots. So if Andrew Wiggins can continue with his success on the defensive end, that's going to be a huge difference maker in this game with a Warriors team who has still has Jordan Poole. Andrew Iguodala could play. Um, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole. I mean, this is this is a complete team. We're not even talking about the stars, right? Kevon Looney has really stepped up. He's going to be big time for the Warriors as well because the Boston Celtics, they can eat in the paint, my friends. They're really good at getting to the paint. Now, they struggled in the previous series in that way, so let's see if they can find that again. They can't rely on perimeter shooting against the Golden State Warriors, in my opinion. I think Golden State can get out into transition. They can go up too quick. Boston should try to slow this down. If I'm the coach of the Boston Celtics, I try to slow this down, make it physical. So a lot of things to think about in these NBA finals. Let me give you some thoughts on some futures too. I think if you like the Warriors to win this, then you should not bet on the Warriors to win this series. Because right now, that's inflated a little. It's juiced. It's about a minus 150, depending on your book. It's around there, minus 130 to minus 160. Why don't you just take Steph Curry as the MVP of this series, of the NBA Finals? It's the talk across almost all sports media right now. What's an MVP going to mean for Steph Curry's legacy? Does he need this for his legacy, et cetera, et cetera? They're already planting the seeds to crown him as the MVP. And if you think the Warriors are going to win, it's very likely that he's going to be the MVP. You can get plus money for that. Shop around. I've seen it at plus 110. I've seen it at plus 115. At some books, I've seen it at minus 120. Forget those book books. Forget those books. All right? You can find it for, for plus money. Shop around. I think that's the better bet in the series. I also think if you're going to take um, – if you want more plus money, I think betting on the Warriors to win in the later rounds of this – like the Warriors in six, Warriors in seven, you'll get plus money for that. And I think that's very likely. This is a very, very, very good Boston team. Would not be shocked if the Boston Celtics won this series. But in the least, the Boston Celtics, and they've proven it, are going to be very feisty and are going to stretch Golden State to their limits. They're going to be physical. They're going to win some games. So I think if you're like the Warriors, you either take Steph Curry as MVP or you take one of those Warriors and six, Warriors and seven. Uh, I mean, if you take the Warriors four, three exact, that's between plus 325 and plus 400, depending on the book. Shop around for that one, too, and make sure you're getting a, a number closer to plus 400. I know at uh, Bovada, I saw it for plus 400, too. That's actually one of the better lines. You know, Bovada, not a great book, but that's one of the better lines on a, on a 4-3 win for the Warriors. Uh, so some things to think about there, guys. I expect a very entertaining series. Boy, am I amped up today. I don't know why. I think because Memorial Day weekend's over. All the alcohol is finally out of my system. Uh, I got a good rest or two in. I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed your Memorial Day. Follow me at Farley Bets. Look into those premium packages. 
I promise you won't be disappointed. We offer detailed analysis every single day of all of our picks in all sports. Of course, NBA and NFL is where we thrive. Excited to be here with you guys as always. Thank you for listening. Thank you to my current premium customers. Customers, please spread the word about Farley Bets. Love you all. And until next time, catch you on the BetUS NBA show tomorrow. Look out for a free pick and some free articles at the Ozbreakers this week. Laying the points of Farley Bats. We'll be back next week to talk more NBA finals, some reactions. Until then, see you later, guys. Let's win Sunday money.